Welcome to People's Church. Before we get to this week's message with Pastor Tom Murray, we want you to know that you matter to your Heavenly Father and you matter to us. People's Church is a multi-generational faith community in Salem, committed to knowing Christ and making Him known. Sunday morning worship services at our Salem campus are at 8.30, 10, and 11.30. Watch messages anytime and plan your visit at peopleschurch.com. We pray this practical biblical teaching is encouraging, challenging, and possibly even life-changing. Good neighbors. Good neighbors. Thinking about the neighborhood where I grew up in Michigan, uh, different neighbors uh, have reputation for different things. Uh, There was uh, one neighbor near the home where I grew up in Michigan, and he was into these remote control airplanes, like serious remote control airplanes. Like the wingspan would be about the wingspan of my arms spread out. These are not toy planes. They were serious model planes. He had like a special airport that he would go to fly the remote control planes. We lived on a small inland lake. He had one that had pontoons on it, and he would uh, sometimes bring the uh, plane down to the lake and it would take off in the, in the water. We were told as children that these were uh, model airplanes, remote control airplanes, but they were not toys. We were allowed to look at the planes. We were allowed to watch the planes flying, but we were not allowed to touch the planes. Um, then we had uh, another neighbor who was the uh, fire chief in our, our community. Uh, one neighbor, they uh, had lived on this lake for many decades. He was a fisherman. He knew where all the fishing spots were, and occasionally uh, he would bring by a, a bucket of bluegill, still living, uh, and give them to my dad as a gift. And my dad, he loved to scale those fish out in the garage. Um, not really, but... Uh, we're thankful for the gesture. And if, he gives, if someone gives them to you, you kind of have to do the deed. And uh, then we had uh, another neighbor. They, they were known for having the great swimming raft. This neighbor family, if you were out in the lake, you wanted to be invited over to their house because they had the great raft. And then I had a special relationship with the senior saint neighbor who lived next door to us named Ada. Uh, Ada and I had a little secret. Uh, if I went over to her house, I didn't have to walk even in the street, uh, just right from my lawn to her front door, I would knock on the door and uh, Ada would invite me in and she would give me ice cream, vanilla ice cream. She would sing a song, you scream, I scream, we all scream for ice cream, and then I would receive my bowl of ice cream. Well, I was telling this story in first and second service, and my parents watched faithfully in Michigan, and I was thinking, you know, I don't even know that my parents knew that this was occurring. So between 10 o'clock service and the start of this service, my dad sent me a text. He said, we had no idea that you would go over to Ada's for ice cream. (laughs) All right. Why do I tell all these stories? Because neighbors in the, the neighborhood where I grew up and the neighborhood where I live now, neighbors have a reputation for something. And as I've been telling these stories about my neighbors, maybe you've been thinking about the neighborhood where you grew up and what the neighbors were known for who lived by you. Or maybe you're thinking about your current neighborhood, what people are known for in your neighborhood. Uh, And thank God if you have neighbors who are known for good things. We also know that sometimes neighbors can be known 
for not so great things. But everyone in, an, in the neighborhood has a reputation, a reputation for something. And we are in this new series about being good neighbors. Neighbors are people who are in our proximity. So if you look at the biblical understanding of neighbors, neighbors means more than people who are in our neighborhood. It can mean your coworkers, your classmates, your teammates, the families uh, who are, have a child or grandchild in the same activities or sports as your children or grandchildren. So neighbor certainly can mean more than neighbors in your neighborhood. It can mean strangers. The parable of the Good Samaritan is all about a neighbor who is a stranger. So neighbor can mean many things, but for the purpose of these couple weeks, what I'm challenging us to do as a church family is to focus on our neighbor neighbors, like our neighbors in our neighborhood, the homes on our block, the apartments on our floor, the townhomes in our development, the farms that are around our farms. Last week we said that neighborhoods are imperfect, not perfect, because imperfect people live in them. We talked about the Great Commission, go and make disciples of all nations. And we talked about how the macro of the Great Commission is lived out in the micro of loving our neighbors. Knowing our neighbors is a catalyst for loving our neighbors. And many of us would say we really want to have meaningful conversations about our faith with our neighbors. And some of you, you, God has given you a special gift or it's something that you have worked on over time that it just naturally flows for you to be able to have a conversation about faith with your neighbor. On the other end of the spectrum, there are some of us who would say that it feels clunky, that it doesn't come naturally to us. We want to share about the hope that we have in Christ, but it's not an easy conversation. Wherever you are in that spectrum, I encourage you to be here next week because our friend Reed Saunders is going to be here. Reed lives right here in Salem, but God has used him all over the world. Uh, I think he just got back from Pakistan or somewhere over there. He's going into these crazy places to tell people about Jesus. And if you can go to Pakistan to tell people about Jesus, you can go across the street in Salem, Oregon, right? So uh, Reed is going to be here next week. And uh, Reed sent me a note about what he's going to talk about. He wants us all to be able to share the message of Christ with confidence and clarity, and he has a simple way of doing this. Uh, There are many people who are asking the question, is there a God and does he care about me? And it would be our desire as a church that all of us would be able to answer that question. So come back next week. Reed is going to be here. We're excited to have him. Last week, we did the 60-second neighboring challenge. And uh, some of you did homework, so you could do better on the 60-second neighboring challenge this week. It's coming up in just a few minutes. If you weren't here last week, we'll explain it all in just a moment, and it's going to be great. So today we're talking about the reputation in our neighborhood of the homes and the people who live in them. Here's what I want for you. Here's what I want for me. Here's what I want for us. Be the home with a reputation for the hope you have in Christ. Our homes, our families are, are, we're gonna be known for something. So what if we were to say, God, we want to be known in our neighborhoods for the hope that we have in Christ. When our neighbors think of us, we want them to think of the family, the single, the couple that is faithful, that loves the Lord, that loves people, Be the home with a reputation for the hope you have in Christ. We're going to see that our neighbors will appreciate us if we live out 
the Bible's neighboring principles. The Bible is actually filled with principles, practical application of how to be a great neighbor. Let's take a look at a couple of these. Actually, two of the Ten Commandments contain the word neighbor. Exodus chapter 20, verse 16, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Don't lie about your neighbor. Now, we have not done the actual research, but I do believe that if we were to go and conduct a survey of the people who live near you and say, would it be your preference that your neighbor would not lie about you? I believe that we would be close to 100% in neighbors saying, it would be my desire that my neighbor would not lie about me. See, the Bible has neighboring principles. Exodus 20, 17, another uh, one of the, the Ten Commandments. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male servant or his female servant or his ox or his donkey or anything else that is your neighbor's. I don't know how many people in your neighborhood have servants or oxes, but they do have cars and boats and landscaping services. Some of you are going into debt trying to accumulate stuff and impress a neighbor that's not even paying attention. Exodus 22, verse 26. If you ever take your neighbor's cloak and pledge, you shall return it to him before the sun goes down. If you borrow something, bring it back. Some of you have a hammer that your neighbor loaned you four years ago. And it's time to bring it back. It's actually possible that you've been having a feud with a neighbor because they borrowed something from you four years ago and they haven't brought it back. And it's time to get over it. It's time to forgive them. Leviticus chapter 18, verse 20. And you shall not lie sexually with your neighbor's wife and so make yourself unclean with her. Now again, we have not conducted the actual research. But if we were to ask your neighbors how they feel about this, I believe, again, it would be close to 100% agreement that your neighbors would like you to live out this commandment. Not a commandment, a law. Leviticus 19.13, you shall not oppress your neighbor or rob him. Don't steal from your neighbor. I remember the story from when I was growing up of a, a another guy that I was in um, Cub Scouts with, or Boy Scouts, and he told the story about what happened on his street when another uh, boy on his neighbor, in his neighborhood all of a sudden had a brand new television in his bedroom. And he was not old enough to go and buy a, uh, go to Best Buy to purchase his own television, and so it was a mystery. Why did he have this new television in his bedroom? And his parents asked him, where did you get the new television? And his story at the time was that some friends gave him the television. Very puzzling. Later that same day, the father, the boy's father with the brand new television, the father is out in the driveway and the neighbor comes over and he said, I really want to encourage you to lock your doors. Someone has stolen our television. I think I know where it is. Don't rob your neighbor. Mark chapter 12, verse 30. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. This is the answer that Jesus gave when someone came and asked him, what is the most important commandment? What is, Jesus, what is the most commandment? The, 
Old Testament, the Hebrew Bible is filled with laws and directives and commandments. What is the most important one? Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And the second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. So our challenge, be known as the apartment. Be known as the house. Be known as the farm that loves your neighbor. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. This is a reputation worth striving for because this is what Jesus challenged us to strive for. This is what Jesus says is important to him. And if it's important to Jesus, it should be important to us. So the question for us to wrestle with today is we're going through this for the next couple minutes. If we were to ask in our neighborhoods, do we have the reputation in our neighborhoods as a household that loves God? And do we have the reputation in our neighborhood as being a neighbor that loves neighbor? Would our, would our neighbors say that we love them, that they feel the love coming from our house? Jesus challenged his disciples to have a reputation. John chapter 13, verse 35. By this, by this, all people will know. This will be your reputation. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples. You are my followers. If you have love for one another, the way you treat people is how people will know that you are a follower of Jesus. It is time for the 62nd neighboring challenge. Uh, if you got one of these when you came in today, will you just hold them up so I can see that you have one? Okay, I see some folks do not have one. If you don't have one, we want you to have at least one of these uh, for your household. Would you raise a hand so the ushers can come and serve you? We want everybody to have one. Uh, in the balcony also, if you need one, we want every household to have one of these cards. If you're watching with us at home today or on a mobile device, all you need to do is take out a blank sheet of paper and draw a tic-tac-toe board and you draw your house in the center. We did this for the first time last week. Some of you have already played this game. And uh, you went home and you said, I want to do better next week. And you, uh, you've been waiting for this all morning. I know. Actually, all week you've been coming with anticipation. I cannot wait to play the Good Neighbor Challenge this week. If you did not play with us last week, this is how you play the game. The challenge is, if uh, in 60 seconds, can you write down the names of the people who live in the eight homes closest to your homes? Closest to your home. Can you name the neighbors who live in the eight apartments, houses, farms, townhouses, condos, closest to where you live? And then we have a second bonus thing today. I know that's kind of small, so you might have to write in the margin. The second bonus thing is, can you name something about the people who live in the eight homes closest to your house that you know about them that you would not know simply looking at their home from the outside? So like... When we say something you know about them that you can't see from the outside, so like you couldn't say um, they have a red car or they have nice flowers, something like that. This would be maybe a sport that they enjoy playing or watching, where they like to go on vacation, what they're, they do for occupation, um, military service, children, grandchildren. 
something about the eight homes closest to your home that you would not know simply from looking at the outside of their home. Okay, so 60 seconds, the good neighbor challenge. Let's put 60 seconds on the clock and see how well you can do. Go ahead. Three, two, and one. Okay. So if you were able to write down the name of, if you have at least one block completed, you could fill out the name of at least one household in the eight homes closest to yours. Go ahead and put a, a hand up. If you have at least one box, put up a hand. All right. Okay. Keep your hands up if you have two boxes complete. How about three, four? Keep your hands up if you have five boxes. This section is doing really well. This, these are the A students right here. Six, seven, and how many went eight for eight today? Let's just give these people some love for loving their neighbors, that's good. So this is a fun challenge. The uh, heart behind it is that we would be intentional about knowing our neighbors. And if you want to take this even one step farther, uh, know their names, know something about them that you can't tell uh, just by looking at the outside of their home. And a third step is to see, can, can you describe an in-depth piece of information that you would only know as a result of connecting with your neighbor? Something like, what are their dreams? What are their passions? What are their plans? What do they hope for? What motivates them? What do they fear? What are their spiritual beliefs? What, do, what would they say about God? Loving our neighbor means knowing our neighbor. Last week we talked about praying for our neighbors. If you don't know what to pray for, you can always pray for these things. Pray for your neighbor's salvation your neighbor's protection, your neighbor's provision, and your neighbor's peace. If you don't know anything about them, you can pray these things. But the more that you and I, the more that we know our neighbors, the more that we know how to pray for our neighbors. And it's great if we find out that a neighbor is a follower of Christ, how great it is when we have a brother and sister in Christ who lives right next door. You do not, of course, of course, of course, you don't have to be a Christian to be a kind neighbor. And some of you would say you've had some great neighbors that are not necessarily followers of Christ. 
Here's the challenge for those of us today who would say that we are followers of Christ. We are called to be kind, but we are called to be more than kind. We are here to bring the power of the kingdom. We're here to bring the power of the kingdom to our neighbors. I was recently part of a conversation with some other local pastors right here in Salem, and we talked about reaching the nation for Christ. Now, if we were to say, okay, how do we reach the nation for Christ? That is an overwhelming task. But think of it this way. What if, what if every follower of Christ were to pray for the eight homes nearest their own? What if those prayers led to knowing more than our neighbors' names and surface-level information, and we started to understand what deeply matters to the people who are geographically closest to us? We talked about the, the State Farm Insurance verse, Proverbs 27.10. In a time of crisis, better is a neighbor who is near than a brother who is far away. Like a good neighbor, you are there. What if we were to believe for a path like this? Through our prayers, we would adopt and pray for our neighbors regularly. Through our prayers, that the door would be open for us to connect with them personally that God would give us a path to connect our neighbors with Jesus, that we would have the privilege of connecting our neighbors with God's word, and that we would ultimately have an opportunity to connect them into a meaningful Christian community. And we've said this before, it is, we have a greater desire to grow the church than this church. And our ultimate goal is not to lead them to come to people's church. Our goal is to lead them to know Christ as their personal Savior and to be connected to a church where they feel like it's their church home. If it's this place, praise God. We love that they're here. But also praise God if they are part of another Christ-centered, Bible-preaching, spirit-filled church. We're for the church, not just this church. The Great Commission, Matthew 28, 19, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. We are a church that desires to do our part to reach the nations. When missionary Nathan Turney was here last, a couple weeks ago, he talked about the promise from Jesus that the gospel will be preached to the nations, and then the end will come. Then Jesus will return. And Nate made this point that what stands between this present moment in history and Jesus' return, what stands in the gap that we're living in right now, is that God is patient for the gospel to reach the nations. We move closer to completing the Great Commission when Christ followers reach those in their proximity. It begins with knowing our neighbor. It begins with building a reputation as a home that loves God and loves people. After church last week, I talked to a member from our church family and husband and wife telling me that they frequently do prayer walks in their neighborhood. And if they see someone outside, they err on the side that that person is outside, placed there by God to be prayed for. And they make it a regular part of what they do to stop and say, how can we pray for you? And they had someone with them 
in church last week who was a neighbor that they prayed for, that they met randomly, not randomly, in a connection orchestrated by God to bring to church. There are also things that we can do to hurt our reputation as a home that loves God and loves people. Remaining silent and isolated, putting that garage door down as quickly as possible and isolating can hurt our reputation about being a home that loves God and loves people. Always leaving the needs of the neighborhood up to someone else when we have the ability to help, that can hurt our reputation. Living in a way that is against God's ways can hurt our, hurt our reputation of loving God and loving people. Our neighbors notice more than we think they notice. You notice more than your neighbors think you notice. Living in a way where our living blends in the way of culture's way of living. And also, how about this? This can hurt our reputation as being a home that loves God and loves people. If our kindness stops with kindness, and never goes to the kingdom. Your unsaved neighbor is not responsible right now for bringing the kingdom to your neighborhood. As followers of Christ, there's no one who has greater responsibility to bring the kingdom to where we live than, than we do. Matthew 28, 19, go and make disciples of all nations. All nations is overwhelming. But think of it this way. Last week, we encouraged you as you came into or as you left service, and if you didn't do this last week, you can do it today. We have big maps on the wall outside by People's Coffee, right by the front entrance. And we encouraged everyone to stop and put a sticker on your neighborhood so we would know where the People's Church family is deployed throughout the city of Salem, through Kaiser, and to the surrounding communities. And it's been so encouraging to see where all the stickers are being placed and to see the reach of people's church. The work begins when we leave the house to go to our neighborhoods and our workplaces. I was also actually quite blown away at the number of people who drive a long way to get here. And I felt like, man, I, you're driving all this way. Maybe I should be working harder on my messages to make it worth the trip. Thank you for driving to come to People's Church. You know, in, in the last service, they applauded there. Like, yes, please work harder on your messages. You feel the same way. Yes, we are a church that is reaching the nations. Yes, your generosity is allowing us to send Convoy of Hope humanitarian trucks into Ukraine. And we have not missed a beat. Yes, we're supporting what's happening in Ukraine, but we support almost 200 missionaries. The sun never sets on the ministry of People's Church. And some might say, well, is it, are people just moving their giving out of missions and putting it? In? No, that is not what's happening, People's Church. You have been faithful to keep the local church healthy, support our missionaries in, in all um, time zones of the world, while also going above and beyond Ukraine, for Ukraine. Praise God. So 
yes, we are a church that is reaching the nations, but God protect our hearts from overlooking our neighborhood as we look to the nations. So thank you for being a church that reaches the nations, and thank you for being a church that sees the neighbors in your neighborhood. If every sticker that's on a map out there represented a home that was praying for the eight homes closest to it, to us, how many might we reach for Christ? How many might we connect with Christ-centered, Bible-preaching church homes? It's exciting to think about. Do you know if you came to church this morning, the simple act of you faithfully pulling out of your driveway or taking the bus or walking or riding your bike, however you get here, the act of you doing that every Sunday is a testimony to your neighbors of what's important to you. Starting your week in the house of God, your neighbors see you leave if, every week. And the simple act of doing that sends the message that what's important to you and your household is to start the week in the house of God. I want to read this testimony from a man named Mark who talks about starting, uh, doing, a, doing a block party, an intentional block party in his neighborhood. When I was uh, uh, growing up, I was a Cub Scout. Any other former Cub Scouts in here? What did, what did we sell door to door as Cub Scouts? Popcorn. The Girl Scouts got cookies. I'm just, I wasn't planning on talking about this, but it's easier to sell Samoas and Caramel Delights and Thin Mints than cheese popcorn. I'm just saying. So as a, as a Boy Scout, we would, or Cub Scout, we would sell the popcorn. Girl Scouts sell the cookies. If you, just show me, raise your hand if you've ever sold anything door to door as a Boy Scout, Cub Scout, Little Leaguer, dancer. I mean, a lot of us have been there, done that. So we know the feeling as kids of going and knocking on the doors of neighbors. This is what, this is why I say all this. Mark says, um, it was weird knocking on doors of people I didn't know. I felt like a kid selling Cub Scout popcorn again. Everyone was really kind of timid. They weren't sure if they wanted to sign up at first. I asked everyone to bring something. It was odd saying, hey, you don't know me, but I need to know what you're going to bring to our block party. Everyone was a good sport. I think most everyone showed up. Some of our neighbors stayed the same and some got a little deeper. In particular, one couple was heading into a rough place in their marriage. While we were already friends with them, it was on surface level and the block party sparked a deeper connection. I can just say that God really allowed us to help them in a couple ways. We prayed for them a lot. We tried to tell them that we thought God could help them through. We did not want to be pushy, but we wanted them to know about how God strengthened our marriage and how he could help their marriage as well. We were able to be with them in a tough time when their marriage may not have made it. They wanted to save their marriage and were so authentic and real with us. They even started a church with someone they trusted. Did you catch that? They started going to a church community and it wasn't the church of the neighbor, but they started going to a church. So sometimes we need to celebrate when the church grows, not just this church grows. It's your neighbor. 
Invite them next week. That's what she, she's actually inviting her neighbor right now to church. They even started attending a church with someone they trusted. Get this, we talk about praying for our neighbors. The husband, Ron, told me last week that he prayed for me. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be sweet if you committed to praying for the eight neighbors closest to you and then in a few weeks, one of those neighbors came and said, you know, I've been praying for you actually. Praise God. I'm not sure, but it seems like God is at work. It's pretty special to see God's kingdom really break out. People who live on our street seem to know each other now. I'm sure there will be rifts, new neighbors, unkempt yards, fireworks for the entire month of June, and some inconsiderate guy who fires up his dirt bike early on a Saturday morning. You get a free pass if it's a side-by-side -side and you invite me to the dunes with you. I would encourage anybody to go knock on a door and try to talk to someone, Mark writes. Just share a little bit about yourself. Things will be messy, but Jesus brings hope. You will get more out of it than some new people to borrow tools from or who can babysit your children. God actually might want to do something through those relationships in your neighborhood. Maybe with them and maybe with We pray that this week's message has been practical, encouraging, and challenging. Let us know if you made a first-time commitment or recommitment to following Christ. Visit peopleschurch.com and click Connect to share your decision with us. There is great value in being a part of a Christ-centered, Bible-teaching faith community. If you are looking for a church home, Pastor Tom Murray invites you to People's Church in Salem. Sunday morning and evening worship services, group Bible studies, relevant engaging activities for kids and youth in safe, secure environments. Watch messages anytime or plan your visit at peopleschurch.com.